Hi, I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Casey Cantrell. And welcome to Animation and Beyond. And on this episode, we are talking about what, Ezra? The Smurfs. Yeah, those lovable little blue creatures. Yeah, because next month, premiering on Nickelodeon, a new computer-animated Smurf show comes out. And I, I say that the Smurfs are one of those franchises where I think either you love them or you hate them, and there's not really much in-between ground. It's kind of like people either love them or find them really, really annoying. Yeah. It reminds me of Barney in that same way. I get it. Like Barney, the classic children's preschool show. Some people hate it. Some people love it. I get it. So we're going to be talking about the history a little bit about the Smurfs and what media has has been made featuring the Smurfs. And also each of those characters. Well, not each of them, because there are more than a hundred different characters. But we'll, we'll say talk the, about the main characters from the franchise. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. Before we continue, let's answer last week's trivia question before I forget to mention it. The question was, the toy soldiers that were featured in the song Spoonful of Sugar from Mary Poppins first appeared in a different Disney movie. What is the name of that movie? It was called Babes in Toyland. It was a Christmas film about toys, also about Mother Goose, based on a classic play. That's... it was what they did a few years before Mary Poppins, and it's a beloved classic Disney Christmas movie from 1961. Although I don't know how many people even know about it. Is it was it a fully animated film, or was it a hybrid film? It was mo mostly live action, though, but the soldiers were animated. Mm. They've also appeared at the Christmas parades at Disney parks. Ah, okay. All right, so that was the answer to last week's trivia question. Stick around for the next trivia question at the end of the episode. And before we go any further, let's do an On This Birthday. So, Jonathan Winters, he was the original voice for Papa Smurf. Actually, he voiced Papa Smurf in the first two Smurfs newer movies and voiced Grandpa Smurf in the original sh show from the 1980s. Thank you for correcting me. So, he was born on November 11th, 1925. Ezra, what movies, if any, or as shows came out on November 11th. I think November 11th, 1997 was Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas, direct-to-video, holiday-themed follow-up, themed mid-quel to Beauty and the Beast. And when you say mid-quel, what do you mean by that? Set between the events. Ah, okay. Jonathan Winters, he was a stand-up comedian, I know. Right, that's what he was most famous for. I know, and he passed away in 2013, and the second Smurfs movie was his final film. Yeah, and I think it was dedicated to his memory, of course. Yeah, and he passed away months before it came out. 
All right. Well, on that note, without further ado, let's get to our feature presentation. The Smurfs, yes, started out as comics, known as French comics from Belgium called Le Strumpfs, or Dutch, De Smurfen, created by Peyo, whose real name was Pierre Culliford. Yeah, he was a Belgian comics artist. There's an amusing origin story about the name of the Smurfs. Apparently, he was having dinner with a friend, and he forgot the word for salt in French. And so he was basically said to his friends, please pass the strumpf. And then they had like a lot of fun for the rest of the weekend that they were together saying, you know, please pass the strumpf. And it, it inspired Peo to then create these characters that was then translated as the Smurfs. Before he did the Smurfs, he did a duo who go on quests named Johan and Peewit. What was the style? I mean, was the style of these, of this early version of the Smurfs, is it similar to well, the they shows looked, that we got? Well, they looked slightly different. Like the original comics, the hats look different and the noses look different. Mm. It's always interesting looking at those first iterations of some famous franchise. It's like when you look at early episodes of The Simpsons and they look very, very different. And it's just kind of fun to see how the artists developed the characters and developed the look of their franchises over time. I know the Smurfs, before they did the show from Hanna-Barbera in the 1980s, as well as some specials, the Smurfs, there were was a, a foreign movie called The Adventures of, of the Smurfs, Les Adventures de Strumpfs from 1965, and then Smurfs and the Magic Flute from 1976. And maybe before we get into these different installments, what is the humor? Tell us about the Smurfs. Who are they? What is the humor they are, like? They are blue creatures. They are funny and cute. I know. And they live in a town where they live in toadstool houses in a village in like a fairy tale fantasy world. I know that there's Papa Smurf, the old one, who's the leader of all of the Smurfs. Clumsy Smurf, who's the main character in a lot of them. And Brainy Smurf, the one who wears glasses, who's really smart. And there's the main female lead would be Smurfette, who was originally created by the evil wizard Gargamel, who goes after the Smurfs, along with his cat, Osriel. He just did a one to trick the Smurfs to, to achieving his goal, but instead Smurfette ended up joining the Smurfs. Right. Becoming a permanent member of the community. Yeah. Smurfette is also... Uh made some history as a character because she was the first and i don't know if they have more but she was the first female smurf yes and there's also little smurflings the child ch smurf children i know the newer one smurfs the lost village that came out which we'll go to later mm -hmm. introduce more of those but i remember the watching some episodes of the classic 1980s saturday morning cartoon show from the 19 from hanna barbera yeah and uh tell us about that what do you remember about it Paul Winchell, who was a ventriloquist and did a lot of voices, probably most famously Tigger from Winnie the Pooh, mm -hmm. voiced the evil Gargamel. Did you enjoy those? Did you enjoy that show as a kid? Yeah, I did. Yes, I've seen. It was before my time, but I've seen some episodes of of it. Are there any episodes in particular that you remember? Any moments in particular? Like, for instance, some though. Mm -hmm. Like I remember also Big Mouth, the ogre, who's a neutral character, who's not really a. A bad guy so much like Gargamel is. 
he's just a not very bright kind. He's just kind of a stimwitted giant. Yeah, that's definitely a very common trope. I know, or giant or ogre. One thing that stuck out to me about the Smurfs, especially reading up about them, is just how a lot of the humor of the Smurfs is just the absurdity of their culture, their language, their... So, to give an example, the Smurfs themselves use the word Smurf as this kind of catch-all term that means everything. Or like, Smurfy or not, here I come. Right, so there, there's this great moment where there, there's a human character interacting with the Smurfs, and he tries to talk to them in their Smurf language, and he says, I'm Smurfing to the Smurf, which is supposed to mean I'm going to the wood. But one of the Smurfs corrects him and says, no, you said I'm Smurfing to the Smurf, which translates to I'm warbling to the dawn. Very silly, very absurd kind of sense of humor. I know that the Smurfs appeared in the 1990 TV film, which was a drug abuse prevention special called Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue, which had a crossover of various other characters like Alvin the Chipmunks, Muppet Babies... Winnie the Pooh, Looney Tunes, and others, which was a special they were doing to help people to stop doing drugs and marijuana and alcohol. And they were from other, like, Saturday morning cartoons made at the time who appeared in that, in that special from 1990. Since we're talking about the movies and shows and such, maybe tell us about that, that early show, uh, the Hanna-Barbera show. There were the episodes, like, for instance, like, for instance, some of them episodes were based on Peo's original comics. Mm -hmm. Like, one of the comics was based on the purple Smurf that was created by Gargamel. Like, an evil Smurf who's purple instead of blue. Which, originally, it was black. Mm. Or other ones, like, for instance, some that focused on Smurfette. Or some that focused on the perspective of Gargamel doing his evil schemes to capture the Smurfs. There's, they've also crossed over in Yabba Hanna-Barbera's 50th, a special from 1989 that was called Hanna-Barbera's 50th, a Yabba Dabba Do celebration, which was a crossover of different characters from, from Hanna-Barbera shows. Right. And uh, the I think one thing about the show that really defined it is just how absurd and off the wall and kind of fast-paced energy, especially for children's television, in a lot of ways, the way people talked about it back then, it kind of reminds me of how people talk about Spongebob today. I get it. Interesting. Yeah. I also know that that Smurfs show also had some specials made by Hanna-Barbera. They did, like, several, like, specials, like a Christmas special they did. Well, speaking of the specials, maybe we can segue a bit into the movies, because, as you mentioned, there have been a few full-length features. Early films that were made... Uh, one was released in Belgium. I think the other one was also released in Belgium. But yeah, maybe we can talk about those for a little bit. Yeah, before we go to the newer ones, more, more people know. Yeah. So what can you tell us about those uh, first two original films? I said earlier, the old one was one from 1965 from Belgium, and the second was also from Belgium, called Smurfs and the Magic Flute, which was a musical fantasy comedy. 
And, well, the interesting thing is that the first one was actually a black and white film. Yeah, I see. Interesting. But the second one was entirely in color. And I think that's where the success of that second film led to the show being created based on the Smurf characters. Smurf and the Magic Flute, I know, was first released in Belgium in 1976, then in the UK in 1979, and then in the US in 1983. I know that Hanna-Barbera did a show that was kind of similar to the Smurfs, but is not nearly as well known. And what was that? It was called Snorks, where it had underwater creatures. Ah, interesting. So maybe it, it made sense for them to pick up something like the Smurfs. Yes, but that just didn't match any of the success or popularity the Smurfs received. Right. And unlike the unlike the Smurfs, it was which that was also made by Hanna Barbera, but it didn't match the popularity, and it isn't too well known today. Speaking of popularity, let's talk about the newer films that have been made by Sony. Yeah, the first one, which I know, the Smurfs, which came out in the summer of two thousand of twenty eleven, and it starred the late Jonathan Winters as well as Katy Perry. George Lopez, Neil Patrick Harris, Hank Azaria, and others. That The first two were hybrid films, like they had but little short bonus shorts like Smurf's Christmas Carol and Legend of Smurfy Hollow, which, were a bo- which one was a Christmas special, one was a Halloween special, and were retellings of classic stories. The Christmas Carol, of course, based on the Charles Dickens story, like there, are, like there have been lots of versions. And Legend of Smurfy Hollow, Legend of Sleepy Hollow by Washington Irving. And how did that first film do? Although it received a, it was a hit at the box office, it received an unfavorable reaction. Yeah, I do think that a property like the Smurfs kind of is very hit and miss. Although it did receive a positive reaction from critics, from, well, from critics, from audiences, it did receive a negative reaction from critics. Right, that's what I mean, because... Uh... There's just like a type of humor that I don't think if you're not a fan of the Smurfs, then you're not going to like the movie, which is pretty obvious, I think. I thought it was kind of absurd how it had the Smurfs coming from their world into our world. I know the sequel, which was probably a bit funnier than the first, focused on Smurfette, I remember, and it had Gargamel again getting his revenge and creating the naughty Smurf-like creatures. And that did receive even worse reviews than the first. (laughs) But you thought it was funnier. Yes, I did. And I loved it, though. (laughs) And I thought it was hilarious. And some critics thought it was one of the most obnoxious movies ever. (laughs) Uh... I get it, though. Yeah, and I know. It didn't, it did underperform at the box office. It didn't do nearly as well as financially as the first movie did. Yeah, because I think there originally was planned a trilogy based uh, based on the Smurfs. But after the second one, they didn't create the third one. Although... Well, I'm saying, yes, they were going to do another hybrid movie, but that was canceled, though. And for, for several reasons. And instead, they moved forward with Smurfs The Lost Village. And that one was entirely computer animated mm. and was a reboot and was directed by the late Kelly Asbury. And it, that film received a mainly a mixed reaction from critics, but critics thought it was an improvement over those other two and thought it was a bit more faithful to the original comics and show. Right. And it had different actors, too. Mandy Patakin, Demi Lovato, Rain Wilson, Jack McBrayer, Julia Roberts, and some others. 
And as we mentioned way back when, there is a new show coming out based on the Smurfs. What can you tell us about that? Um, this new show, The Smurfs, is computer animated, and it did premiere earlier this year in France and some other territories, but it's being released on Nickelodeon in the U.S. And when is it coming out? On September uh, 10th. Okay. And it'll be slapsticky, and it won't be based on any of the comics hmm. or any of episodes from the original classic show, but it'll be based on new stories. However, the female Smurfs, like, that they that, that Smurfette discovered, and Smurfs The Lost Village will be in it. Oh, okay. So there's some overlap with the reboot that was made in 2017. Yes. Okay. So after a few m movies, they're doing a new show again. Okay. It will be interesting to see when it comes out how people respond to it. I'm sure that there will be a lot of parents who remember the original show from the 80s. And I'm sure a lot of younger audiences who are kids will enjoy watching this new version of the classic franchise. Indeed. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your time. If you like what we do, consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash animation and beyond. In the meantime, we have a trivia question from Ezra. Fifteen hybrid movie by Sony featured a cameo by a Smurf. So, uh, a short and sweet question this time around. So if you know the answer, give us a shout on Facebook or send us an email at animationandbeyond at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye! See you later! Bye.